for the passion. Get ready for the banter. It's the Sedia A-Holes podcast. Forza, Tommy and Tony. All right, guys, how you doing? It's the City A-Holes podcast. I'm Tony Vascuso. I'm here with Tommy Matera. How you doing, Tommy? What's going on, everyone? How's, how's everybody out there? Ciao a tutti, Tommy. Ciao a tutti. So what's new, man? No, I mean, listen, like, it's typical... Uh... Typical Italian football this week, isn't it? Yeah, tr- bring the drama, man. Bring the drama. We'll, we're gonna save that. We're gonna save that for a little bit, though, man. I mean, we'll uh, we'll get into it. We'll dive into uh, the ghost game that that was that never was, um, mm-hmm. and obviously go over the uh, you know some uh, shady things going on and some uh, disrespect and some disgrace, in my opinion. And you guys may might be shocked in who I feel the disgrace goes towards. And but uh, you know we'll save that for later. But um, so Tommy. Got my uh, doctor's visit done. You know everything uh, checked out well, man. I got my physical. I did my couple coughs. Yeah, everything's uh, couple cough. everything's uh, interesting, but man, how old are you now, dude? Thirty three. Thirty three, man. Jeez, you're still freaking young. You're a young buck, dude. So Tommy, just so you know, man, we talked about it. You know, turning forty, dude. It's uh, you know, a little stressful, but the doctor was like, you know, there's no way you look like you're, you know, all the, all the tests and stuff. You don't look forty, or you know, you're, everything's good, but. He's like, but I need you to I need you to take this envelope and I need you to mail this once you turn forty, uh, you know, and we'll and we'll and we'll check it out. Uh, and and what I'm getting at here, Tommy, is I have to put fecal matter into an envelope and send it to the doctors. This is what has to happen when you're forty years old, dude. I mean, this is like, I was I'm looking at the doctor. I'm like, are you telling me that I have to do this in an envelope and send it to somebody like? Can't I just come to the doctor's office and like, you know, like you do a urine sample or whatever it is? Yeah, you can't put it in a cup and put it in the envelope or something like that. Yeah, because where I'm going with this, man, and I, Tommy, I don't know how you are with, you know, how your dad is and stuff, dude. You know, does he go, does he get his u- u- usual checkup? Is he smart? Is he a hum- human being in that regard? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Let me just tell you about my dad, okay? Which I think, I, I think he's 70. I don't even know how freaking old this guy is, okay? <laughs> he has never been to the doctor in his life. I have never seen him go to the doctor. The one story I know of that he tr- he went one day, he went with my mom, okay? He goes to the doctor and he gets he goes 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 in there and he first of all just wants to be this like thick-headed, you know, chauvin, you know, male, you know, I got to show my alpha male status and he asks the doctor how many push-ups do you do in a day? That's what he asked the guy. The doctor's like, oh, well, I do like 100 push-ups in a day. And he's just like, oh, like that's what he – that's that's what I grew up with, man. Like he had his own dentist-like equipment, like to you know, clean his teeth, whatever. Mm-hmm. Never freaking – I never saw him do – by the way, he asked his doctor how many push-ups. I never saw him do a freaking push-up in my life, right? <laughs> but yeah, that's how, that's how things went with him, man. Like it's it, – it, I've never, ever seen him go. You know, they, he's he's into that old routine, that old world routine, like how my you know my nanny was with like right. you know finding those those old remedies and don't have to go to the doctor and whatever it is. And she lived a very long life, you know, great life. And it's just crazy how you know that's that's how you're brought up. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, man. Yeah. You know, as much as we try to tell him, like, oh, you know, go get checked out. Whatever, he, you know, he doesn't. And I, can you imagine this guy like having to do the envelope? Like, I just, I mean. The freaking the the mail the post office would shut down, dude. I mean, yeah, it'd no, be, I it would be. I, I can't even believe. Just, I can't believe they asked me just, to do it. 
put it in an envelope though, right? You must have had to put it in something. It's, that went to it's, the it's, she just gave me this envelope. I didn't look at, I just, we thought it was the funniest thing. Like I have to do this now that I'm 40, dude. Like it's the, you know, and I'm smart about it. Once I had, once me and Kim, you know, Kim had Mateo, I was like, I'm going to get my physical once a year, you know, mm-hmm. make sure everything's good and keep him, you know, everything good. And my father just was never, was never that person, man. Like he, you know, and he's still to this day, not this person. Now with that said, you give that dude a shovel. Okay, and he will he will dig a six foot hole in thirty minutes. Yeah. Now, hey, everybody out there, don't stereotype us. Oh, an Italian can dig a hole, ah, you know the mafia <laughs> and everything. No, he he's just you give him a shovel, and he and he goes to work, man. It's just that's that's the reality. But you I'm know. Uh, I'm more I'm more like I haven't gone to get checked up every year. So you're like my dad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're still I'm young, more like dude. my no no and your dad. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I know, and I know. You know, I, I think when I have kids, it'll change. Yeah, um, yeah. Because I think then it's like a different reason to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. You know. Right now, you're just you're you're a loose cannon, dude, huh? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that loose of a cannon anymore. All right, Tommy. Listen, let's go over the news real quick, dude, because <clears throat> uh, you know obviously a lot of stuff going on. Let's turn into the B holes right now. City uh, B is back. Um, you know, looking uh, looking good. You know, I it was uh, uh, Citadella is first now. Regina Regina is third. This is a new team. Uh, Regina Regiana Regina Regiana is uh, second. Yeah. Regina is uh, third. If anybody remembers, Regina was in the city a couple years ago. They're that they're one of the few logos that actually has a soccer ball, like your panel yeah. soccer ball in the logo uh, yes. with the big R. Uh, Empoli's fourth, Lecce's there, dude. But let's let's talk about the big story here, Tommy. Brescia sitting twentieth right now. Now, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Tommy. They just got rid of Del Del Neri was there. Del Neri, yeah. and then they got rid of Del Neri. Yeah, and now who they got back? Diego so, Lopez. Diego Lopez came back, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, man, it's it's two cr- games, no wins. Yep, they're dirt- I mean, negative three goal differential. It's it's unbelievable, dude. But the other one too is the very one that everybody's excited about, um, sitting at thirteenth uh, spot right now, which is Monza. Um, you know, we hope that they start to climb. We need Berlusconi and that squad in the uh, in the yeah. Serie A. Um, yeah. Nesta with uh, Frosinone sitting seventh right now, third place. Again, everything's starting up. A great start by uh, by uh, uh, Citadella um, and uh, and uh, Regiana, which I've never heard of, and, and again Regina, uh, who are uh, one, two, and three. Um, but yeah, that's that's great that City uh, sorry, City B is back in action. The other one, two Tommy, which is uh, it was getting really, really, you know, kind of discomforting here is is how much COVID is on the rise right now, man. Like you know, everything is starting to spike up again. Genoa's mm-hmm. Genoa, I think, ended with what twenty cases or something like that. Uh, yeah. With uh, Zlatan still has uh, COVID, so he's still uh, in that situation. Uh, Napoli and Juve have their issues with uh, you know Juve had two, Napoli had two. Uh, the U twenty one, the the Ventauna, uh, Ventauna uh, squad uh, yeah. has uh, had a, had a case as well. So, I mean, what are you thinking about this, Tommy? Do you see us going into the quarantine again? <sighs> I mean, just over here, right? Like parts of New York City are already going back. Yeah. Um, going back to quarantine. Yeah, like yeah. well, they're well, they're trying to like Cuomo and De Blasio are trying to put them back. Yeah. And there's a lot of hot spots and stuff like that. And I'm not getting into a political argument. I'm just saying what I read. Right. Right. Um, 
from what I know, the, um, you know, it's on the rise down there and there's, it's only a matter of time before the schools close. Um, I think that's a very concentrated area though. Right. Like, I don't know. I, I can't see. It's tough, man. It's tough because Spain is back in, right? Aren't they yeah. back in some sort of quarantine at this point? Did they go back? I had no, I didn't hear that. Uh, I, don't, I read that like some, you can only go to some parts of the country. Like you can only travel certain yeah. areas. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if that's true. Um, I mean, how are these people going to live if they go back into quarantine? Like, because let's just face it. The, the, um, the tourism market was destroyed in Europe this summer. hundred percent. Right? Yep. Like, I mean, just from me knowing what I know about Ischia, like they survived in the summer, but usually their summer helps survive them through the winter. Yeah. Like, and they're going to have to work so much more. Like there's going to be no winter vacations for these people. No. Um, which is when a lot of them go on vacation. Right. Um, I, I can't see them economically being able to go into another lockdown. I, like, yeah, like I just can't because these countries don't have the money right now. No. So think about it. Like, I mean, the only people that were allowed to visit Europe were Europeans. Right. You can only travel within the European Union. So unless you owned a home, but then – so my parents own a home. They go there and then they got to quarantine for two weeks. Right. So like what's you, then you miss two weeks of a trip. You got to stay for at least a month. Right. So it's, I hope not, but I tell you what, I'm worried about, I'm worried about like other leagues not finishing too. Yeah. Like, and not that I'm worried, like I don't really care about the NFL, but like, I don't think the NFL will finish. No. You know, like I'm surprised that baseball has gotten as far as it's gotten. I think, Hockey and basketball doing the bubble things that they did were smart. And MLS starting that with as well, right? Correct. Right. Um, and you and just give a shout out to USL. USL keeping it regional as well, right? Um, you know, I, I just think I don't know how you do that. I I just don't know how you go so far backwards. It's scary to think about, dude. It's scary. It's scary because well, if we go when things in China apparently mean to be seem to be okay. I, listen, it's it's very, very scary to think about because we don't want to obviously go back to that route. I just want things to go back to normality where it's it's Tuesday and Wednesday and it's weekend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, just go yeah. – like, it, there's so much going on. You know, I'll be honest with you, Tommy. Like, usually you hate international break. But I'm like, yo, this is good right now. Like, let's just yeah. calm down. Let's like – because it's just nonstop. One thing I will say is they got to get off the freaking thing of getting these fans. If the I want to see the fans there, but if it's mm-hmm. starting to now go to this, just stop with it. Just stop mm-hmm. it and go back and say, all right, listen, we're just going to focus on controlling what we can control because you cannot control what's coming into the stadiums. You yeah. can't. You can't control it. So, and I think I think it's so tough, right? Because you want to see fans there and you want to like you want that to be okay. But you wonder if Italy like went too far too soon. They went too much. Like, yeah. if if they don't have them in England yet, like wait, wait, Italians went over to top much, dude. I mean, this is, oh, this is crazy. Man. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's tough, right? Because it's just such a hard question to answer. I think Tony, like, it really, yeah. like, if anybody, were, if you were to ask ten people, you'd have ten different answers. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, there's no, I don't, th- and, and it's so weird for me to be non-committal on something, but it's it's like. What's the right answer? There is like no. you don't want it to. You don't want to say you want to shut all the way back down because that doesn't help anybody. No. But do you just? Is it a free for all? And you just deal with the the ripple effect as it comes. Yeah. Or because you got to remember, right? And it's not just Italy now, but 
I was reading articles like the lower leagues, the bottom is falling out in England, yep. in in Italy, like the lower level English teams, like fourth tier, fifth tier, like they're not making it. They're not going to make it. No, because of shit like this, and and so it's it's a it's truly a global problem in terms of all right yeah so the top two tiers are okay maybe the third in england because of the money right but even you had uh i believe it was ferran soriano was like england needs to start doing b teams like italy spain and germany where you put them in the third tier you create another market and filter into the first team not just for developmental reasons but for financial reasons because wouldn't you go watch juve's second team in the third tier yeah if you live there yeah i would Absolutely. I could watch Napoli's, third, you know, team second tier if they were in the uh, second team if they were in the third or fourth tier. Like, remember that's what, probably, what I mean. I'm, I'm a set, we're essentially doing that now with the USL in, in Hartford Athletic. It's in your, right. t- it's in your state. You're going in supporting right. it. And and I think that you know, like, unfortunately, like it's almost like the point where they're going to have to help each other out. If you if, is if they go back into lockdown, you kill the lower lease. Oh yeah, like, you just can. Like you might as well just kill them. You know what I mean? Like. Anything fourth tier and below in England, and anything third tier and below anywhere else is probably dead. Yeah, I, like like I said, and we're, and we're going to discuss more because uh, we talked about it in the last show, kind of how things were, you know, in terms of testing and things like that. You're going to see more and more people, you know, breaking protocol or whatever it is. Now you got international breaks; people are traveling and they're coming back in. They have yeah. to quarantine because they're coming back. By the way, the city doesn't start back up until uh, um, the what is it? The eighteenth is when we return, right? Yeah. So, again, it, you know, hopefully it doesn't get to this point. But the, the last couple we'll um, we'll get onto Tommy is this one was interesting. Roma got hit with a two hundred and four uh, million euro loss. That's the second highest loss in the city behind Inter in 06 and 07. Um, right. It, 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 and by the way, Inter was 207, 207 million euro um, back then. It's just and, what, and Barca was at four hundred. We saw the other day. Right here's the, here's the thing that I was thinking about, Tommy, and I go. It goes back to the phenomenal job with the, the history of the clubs that you did. Think about like Parma, Palermo, yeah. freaking all those clubs that like Fiorentina, right? All those Not clubs like- that had a client. That's that still says something that Roma and Inter. Their head is still above water, and how nowadays and how important it is when you have someone coming in and having that financial backing. Because if this happens to, you know, with all due respect, like a Lecce or a Pescara or a, you know Ascoli, how do they even exist? You know what I mean? Like you take that kind of hit. If it happens to Napoli, I don't know where they. That's are. what I'm saying. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's just unbelievable. I don't know Napoli. They would find a way. They do. No, dude, listen, because, again, and I'm going to go back to something, right? Right. Di Laurentiis claims he had the opportunity to sign Ronaldo before Juve did, right? Right, right. And he said the reason he did not do it is because it would have been $300 million investment, and he could have bankrupted the club if it didn't go correctly. Right. So, again, $204 million or $206 million is two thirds of that. I mean, you're talking about a loss at Napoli that, again, we don't own our own stadium. We're right. renting, right? Like it's we don't have our own medical facility. We use uh, Via Steward in Rome. Like I mean, we just now have our own training facility. The last couple of years, it's not like we're 
Like, so for all the good things they've done on the pitch, the off the pitch and back, back supporting stuff is not that great there. No, because in, a, in, a, in, an, Italian, in an Italian mentality, it's like, all right, this is what we're going to put in the forefront. We want to win. We want to be right. successful. We want the money, whatever it is. And everything that's on the backside is going to take the hit and they're not going to fall. Because again, right. you look or at... It's, or it's going to be incrementally built up. Right. right? And then like, you look at... Because again, what's going on with the Sancero and we got a lot of, you know, you know, there's a lot of stadiums in Italy, man, that are, you know, they're, they're dinosaurs. They're these cathedrals as San Paolo is and, you yeah. know, in Genoa and, you know, all these... All these um, uh, you know these 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 cathedrals in in Italy, but they got to obviously come up to par in standards. They're going to start taking hits on the European standards, the World Cup yeah. standards with FIFA if they don't come up to you know what's what you know you're looking at what Tottenham has right now. Look, at, I mean, if you watch that that documentary and see their training facilities mm-hmm. are like some of the best mm-hmm. fields you'll see in the world. You know, yeah. so yeah, it's 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 ridiculous to think about how these these clubs still exist when you're taking that kind of hit obviously freaking coming in the american owner right uh he's american owner right yeah he's american. yeah so american owner and, and coming in now again this wasn't sorely based on covid this was stuff in the past when Pelota was there yeah and they started taking these hits and stuff so i just thought that was interesting we had to bring it up man but and the other thing too, lost a mo- lot of money too on the the stadium deal he tried to put through, but all, and yeah, and he and he didn't do a good job of it. And I heard he lost tons of money in in uh, into putting, you know, he put a lot of investment into the stadium that didn't work out, and he lost a ton of funds. Right. And as much as I hate, and you, I know you hate it too, Tommy, of giving any inter, you know, any kind of uh, credit or anything like that. But correct me if I'm wrong. So oh six oh seven, they take that kind of hit, you know, two hundred and seven million euro. Right. Two thousand ten, they're they're trouble winners. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, listen. As much as I hate it, you got to give that credit there. Yeah, I mean, that's an ama- that's an incredible job to have that kind of turnaround that many years because you're talking about one. Now, let's be very honest. They should have been in the city of B, but that's ne- neither here or there, right? Yeah, they that's right. They should have right. took that hit. Okay, but I, I had to get that in there. But mm-hmm. the other side of it is the Parma, Fiorentina. Those teams went to. They, they didn't. They didn't even have a logo anymore. They're going down the city of Chi, and just because of their history, they ended up coming up and whatever it is. But for them to stay to that point and then get a treble, wow, amazing. And then maybe yeah, that's something like I that happens to Roma. You never I know. I think they did. I think Moratti did a really good job of, remember, not Marotta, but Moratti back then. Moratti, Did yeah. a really good job of navigating the transfer market back then, too, because if correct me if I'm wrong, in that two- or three-year stretch – they were able to sell Ibra to Barcelona yep. for money plus Eto. Yes. And took that excess money and was able to get in a guy like Wesley Snyder, who probably should have won the Ballon d'Or that year. Yes. When they won, you know. So like I give them credit for that. Like, okay, should they have gone down to City of B? Absolutely, a hundred percent. Well, okay, so they didn't go down. But Moratti did a very good job of finding guys. Like almost like Juve does, where they were able to negotiate deals that probably shouldn't have never happened. Right. Like to be able to sell Ibra to Barcelona for what was it, like forty million or whatever it was, plus to get Samuel Eto in return. I mean, like that's the deal of the century. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like I mean, and 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 the thing with Schneider too, man. Have you seen in, in as long as we can remember a coach get more out of a player than Mourinho did with Schneider? Oh my god. Like I mean, just think about it because he he was a good player, right? 
But he turned that kid into something that we were like, because don't forget too. Once it all stopped, he gained weight. It was that was it. Mm. It was he like he looked like the Snyder we saw at Ajax before he went to Real Madrid. Right, right. When it, he was at Inter, and he got so much out of that dude. I mean, it, oh. insane. And he, he even came out. Schneider even came out. He said, "If Mourinho asked me to kill, I would do." Like he, because yeah. everything he asked me to do, I just did it. Mm-hmm. Because he was all about like family. You know, my family. He, I, I want to go see my family one day. He let me do that. You know, like that's the respect that they had. Yeah. Matrix talks about it as well, and and everybody else. But all right. So the other thing too, Tommy, is the. Uh, the big result yesterday, I mean, freak, I mean, dude, this was a tough one. You know, the uh, national team, the Azzurri, uh, beat Moldova. Uh, what do we got, 6-0? Was it 6-0 or 5-0? Yeah, it was 5-0 at halftime. 5-0 at halftime. El Sharawi is the captain, which... Uh, I hated that. I hated scratch, that. Scratching my head. Was, was, that, that. was it a testimonial? <laughs> I, I, I mean, 28 years old. He deserves one at this point because he's, yeah, he's, he's not that good. He's um, done. If, he, if you see him again, I'd be shocked. Shocked. Yeah, I mean, if he's on the team, he's a bench player. Right. Um, but right. like, I don't know. I thought it was disrespectful to Sidigu, to be honest. Like, yeah, maybe I'm wrong. But he's even older. Listen. He's got more experience. Sidigu too, and I would even see a, a Cherby as well. Could have been the captain. Yeah, yeah. Right. But I just think Sidigu is probably the most capped guy that was on that field, right. right? Right. And again, he's the last goalkeeper. He's the he's the last guy that's won a World Cup in goal. Yes. World. Oh, sorry, World Cup game in goal. Right. Sorry, I didn't mean World Cup. A World, yeah. a World Cup game in goal. Um, the other, the other high point, dude. My boy, Grifo, getting out there, getting some time. <laughs> Loved every minute of that. Uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was interesting. It was tough to watch. To be honest, no, it was terrible. I mean, listen, they're a playing. Lot of those a, guys won't be back. They're now. playing. A, they're playing a high school team. But um, uh, so the 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 uh, international break is now. We got the game. We'll go over the fixtures um, as we go back in the UEFA League of Nations. Um, but. Uh, Let's get into the uh, the uh, transfer window as it closed, Tommy, right? So okay. let's just go over a couple big ones in the city. I will focus on that. Tommy, you want to throw in the English ones or whatever? We can do that too. Um, so Douglas Costa back to Bayern Munich. I, I'm really trying to figure these things out, dude, okay? <laughs> I wanted to ask you about this. this. This is the thing I don't get, right? And why players need to make these correct decisions, okay? You can kind of see Douglas Costa at his time at Bayern Munich. This kid was a phenom, okay? Mm. Everybody was talking about him, the pace that he has, whatever. Ribéry and obviously Robin being there was taking his time, okay? But at least be patient. Be, be known as a player that's going to come in, be that 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 kind of, you know, that spark plug to change it, whatever. Mm. And just wait it, wait it out. And then now be on a team that he's already been in the system. He hasn't left, whatever. Now it's looking to come back and say, are you going to bring back that old, you know, Douglas Costa? I'm bringing this up because of Morata as well. People talking about Pogba, people talking about Vidal. Can you relive those days and bring it? Just stay with these respective clubs and wait yeah. it out. You know, so I think they have a very dangerous uh, player in Douglas Costa. I don't see him starting. I don't know if you agree with that. Um, I think he comes off the bench and helps Bayern. Um, but what do you think with that one? Yeah, I mean, to me, right, like, he, he, he leaves Juve where he's probably got more of a chance to play, and there's no disrespect to you guys, but if anybody, None. they're not going to bench, they're not benching Nabry, right? No. Like, that's never going to happen. No. He's, he was the second best player on the team, or second or third best player on the team last year. Correct. After Lewandowski and, and probably Thiago or Kimmich, whatever. Right. Um, like, and then they've got Sané. 
Coleman. Like, who, where's he going to, like, yeah. is he going to play on the right? Is he going to play on the left? Yeah. Like, where's he going to play? He's going he's gonna to come off the bench, I'm telling you. And, and, and I don't know, like, for me, he's better for you guys than Bernardeschi's been. And I'm not saying Bernardeschi's not a good player and he's not Italian and I want him to see, but, like, you almost think, could you have done a better deal by swapping Chiesa and Bernardeschi, sending him back to Fiorentina? Yeah. Spending a little bit of money and bringing Chiesa in. And now everybody wins, right? Because Benedeschi would have gone back to Florence and done really well, right? He would have yeah. played every minute of every game, okay? Yeah. And that might have been a better decision to me because I think Douglas Costa is, right now, he's better than Benedeschi. Oh, right? yeah. Like, the, the, I mean, he he'll, he's a game changer without question. Yeah. He's going to change the dynamic of a game. He's going to change the dynamic of what the other opposing team does in terms of his pace, whatever. Um, but it was. And I think an, it would have been better for the national team to send Benardeski back to Fiorentina. Right. The other one too is uh, Matt Damon in uh, uh, something about Mary Callahan is uh, going to Fiorentina. <laughs> um, Smalling, which I I love this one. This one is my favorite one. Besides the the obvious one, we're going to get into. But Smalling going back to Roma was awesome because him going back to Man U, he was going to get nothing out of that. He had mm-hmm. an incredible season. Uh, was that did you, did you send me that picture him playing Scopa yeah, and him, uh, him playing Scopa in, in the streets of Rome? That's amazing, dude, and, and that's yeah. a it's a beautiful thing, man. You got you know uh, you know there there has been always that kind of one you know race is a big thing in Italy, and the other yeah. thing too is how they're how they feel about English you know fans and things like that, right? Um, to see Smalling there and in that and I saw that picture, and I wish I we should repo we should try to repost it. Um, yeah. It was a beautiful thing, but I, I think this was the one that made me smile seeing Smalling go back to uh, Roma. Yeah, I was happy for him, man. I think he was kind of, when he was first coming up at Fulham, he was supposed to be like the next big center back, and yeah. he liked him and all these things. And I think it just didn't work out at Man U, probably because he was never going to be Rio Ferdinand. But he wasn't horrible, right? Like, right. I don't think he was horrible. Like, to me, they spent $80 million on a guy in Harry Maguire that is tackling his own players in the box now. <laughs> I would take him now. I would take him back at Man U right now, Smalling. In the form that he, in the form that he was in at Roma, I would take him back right now. But it's good for Roma. Yeah, I mean, with Kambula, yeah, he slammed Luke Shaw in the box. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and 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 I just think, and I'm like, he's he's not hard. He's he's better than Phil Jones. He's better than oh god, oh my god. I mean, say for him to go back to Roma, I think it's good for Serie A because, like you said, he had a great year last year. And I think it's good for his career in terms yeah. of him getting back and hopefully getting into the Euros. He should um, be. He should. Be, he should be on be honest, that. They got all these young center backs in England, like John Stones. These guys aren't even playing. They're not. I mean, like if, if it was me, I would take Smalling. Even he's not going to start, but as a backup center back, yeah, I would take him for his experience and for what he's been doing in Italy because he's being taught how to properly defend at Roma, at least. Exactly. Exactly. That and that's that's a good, great point. But that one made me smile. The other one too is uh, Moise Keane went to uh, PSG. Um, they buy him outright. Oh, it's another loan. No, just a loan, and there's no option to buy. It's an interesting one. Okay, so he goes back to Juve, back to Everton. Oh, so Everton did buy him straight. I thought that we still owned him. Bought him straight out. Okay. Um. All right. So that was interesting too. And then obviously the big one, Tommy, is uh, Chiesa to uh, just when you thought Fiorentina could not freaking hate our guts more. Obviously dating back to the Baggio days. Um. You know, I was. I was very shocked at this deal. I did not think that this was going to get through. I thought they were very big on the fact of keeping him. But let's be very honest. When you drop points to Sampdoria, 
Um, I think I, uh, Yakini has, he's a dead man walking. There's, there's not much yeah. left. It's, uh, yeah, um, the only one by December. The other one too was uh, Giampaolo with uh, with Torino, right? He's he's not even it's not even close with him. He's he's dead man walking as well. Um, yeah. But what do you think about the Chiesa deal? I, I'll give you my two cents on it right off the bat. Yeah, go what, ahead. What system do you play now? Where where are you at? Because he's very very big on Ramsey. Okay. Yeah. You, the, by the way, his starting lineup that went to the Ghost game, Ramsey was in that starting lineup. It was you know Ben yeah. Dunkor in there and Artur or whatever. Um, I, he was very, very big on the four three three. He stated that from the beginning. Um, if you're going into a four three three, it would obviously be Chiesa on the right hand side. It would be Ronaldo centrally, I would think, and then you would be Kulichevsky on the on the left. Where's DiBala play now? With because of Chiesa coming in, is this another thing to show DiBala? Like for whatever reason, he was the player of the year last year. By the way, he was someone that, without question, helped us yeah. win the city. Uh, you know, win the, the Scudetto. Um, what what are your thoughts on Chiesa? I mean, I he's a great player. He's youth, whatever. Yeah. But where where does he fit into the system? So yeah, you, you bring up a lot of good questions here. Like, yeah. what formation do you play now? What yeah? Um, and if you're gonna stay with three five two, is he your right wing back? Right. Because if he plays as one of two up front, that means again Kulishevsky or DiBala are both out and. With all due respect to Kiesa, he's not as good as Dybala. No. Like, he's just not. No. Like, and there's... I'm, work, I, work rate. Work rate. Yeah, great. But I'm talking about overall <laughs> ability to win a frigging game. Yes. And listen. No, he's not a game. He's done no. things at Fiorentina. Like, that's great. Dybala, on his day, is one of the best 10 players on the planet when he's in form. Right. And there's no doubt in my mind about that. Dybala, okay. listen, Dybala carried Palermo, <coughs> and, he, and, he, and at times has been carrying Juve. So there's two differences here, and you said it. When you're at Fiorentina, underline Fiorentina. With all due respect, underline hey, Fiorentina. No, now you got to. No, I'm just saying. Now show us what you got at Juve, right? And, 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 and by the way, the first couple of weeks, not that Chiesa wasn't good, but the stories of the season for Fiorentina were Ribery and Castrovilli. So, yes. like, again, I'm not, and I think Chiesa is going to be a really good player. Um, <clears throat> but it just again, didn't you need a right back? <laughs> Like and you, Tommy. Shilio. Tommy, he might be where'd you, that. Where'd you send Deshilio on loan? Deshilio went to. Uh, shit, where the hell did Deshilio go? <clears throat> Damn it! Another he, country, right? Yeah, yeah. I forget where, but so again, you've got what one right back on the roster now, and he's not even a right back. It's Quadrado. Yeah. Like, and that's where I'm kind of like. Eh. You know, it's, like, Milan goes out and gets Diego Dolot from Man United, and they already have Calabria, so they're like, hey, we're sure in this side up. Now we have two guys that are young, they're athletic, they can get forward, they're going to play how Pioli wants to play. Yeah. And then Juve are like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to sign a 60 million pound guy in a position where we have Douglas Costa, where we have Bernardes. <laughs> and by the way, we're not even playing with wingers. They never like, went. They never went in any of this. Any of this time went and got actually what was needed from the team. Because the other thing too is they never s- sat back and said, "Wait, you know what? Benucci is going to be gone soon." You know what I mean? We did get the lit, which is fine, but we never thought about right back. Now again, uh, if Rabota is that guy, but. I mean, he's putting Cadrado in there instead of an actual legitimate. Well, Roberto's left- been playing on the left and a left back. And you got so if if he's your guy, then 
What are you doing with Pellegrini sending him out on loan again? I, listen, I said it before, dude. When, when this, if you don't, you don't remember. It was like our second or third. I said, can Chiesa play as a wing back? I said that. No, I know you. So, said that, and so but... is and, and again, I don't think that. I don't think but that. You spend sixty million on a guy you're going to put at wing back. No, but that's the thing. He's too far away from goal. He's a goal scorer. He can make a. He's a threat on the attacking side. So, yeah. I, if he again, he could do something where it's DiBala underneath, and it's Ronaldo. Kulichevsky and Chiesa, but again, you're you're taking a hit now on a defensive side where you're going to get countered because you don't have and, all and, the. And not only that, you just spent fifty million on Morata, dude. Why do you got to bring Morata up? But I'm just saying, it's it's it's, it's to a me, sh- to me, this is Paratici and Nedved just making going, soup. We're going to try and get as many guys as we want, and we have no friggin' idea. No, it's almost like college soccer recruiting, right? Yes. Like some some people. And this, this, and listen, in college soccer, you can get away with it. You can't get away with it when you're trying to win a Champions League. No. Okay? You could go out and get as many or the best players you think and then figure it out later. Because college is a lower level than what we're talking right. about. Well, because it, what, what I'm saying is you can mm-hmm. go get a forward, right? And this has happened. You can go and recruit. I know players of this. You go recruit a player that's a bona fide striker, scored 40 goals in high school, right? They're putting that kid at right back. You see what I'm saying? Well, like, here's a perfect example. Omar Gonzalez gets recruited. He was a center forward. Yes. Now he he's center back. center back for our national team. Yes, correct. Correct. Because, again, it's okay. just the ability that they have. But, again, listen, is he – have we talked about – Tonali? a good player. I don't want to listen, knock – I don't want to knock – we talked a good about, player. Yeah. Have we talked about Tonali? Have we talked about uh, Zaniolo? And we talked about Chiesa, the top three, right? And you could throw Barella in there and whatever. But, listen, he's a young player. And he's he's a, he's going to be a star, and he's going to be great for us. The whole thing. It's just what do you do with him now? He's on the Champions League roster, which would have been idiotic if he wasn't. But he's on there. We'll see how it goes. I just and again, this is the issue. And you, I'll tell you right now, and we're going to segue into it soon. They're lucky that this happened with Napoli, and they did not play Napoli because this bodes well for Juve to now get it right prior to playing Napoli because they did not have it right. They yeah, did not know totally what they agree. were doing. They did not mm-hmm. go into a system, whatever. So let's just go. And another for, point go on you guys in the transfer market real quick, yeah. right? Can I just say something? Go ahead. You sell Moise Keane a year ago. Yes. For what? $35 million, whatever it was. Right. And he was playing really well for you at the mm-hmm. time. Yep. And you spend $50 million on Morata a year later on a guy who's not been in form. Right. But why would you, why would you get rid of a young Italian striker who is not going to play any more or less than Morata would and pay more for Morata? Yeah. And to me, it just I don't know. I, I just think I think you guys really need to evaluate Nedved, and, and I think Nedved is not going anywhere because of his the, catch. The, 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 fun, the, the funniest <clears throat> thing was, dude, is that these pundits are you know I'm hearing them talk. They're like, you know, Juve is really focusing on, on getting like younger and stuff like that. Getting younger. What, 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 what you you're bringing in players like you just said. If you want to focus on getting younger, then like you said, Moise Keane, bring him back and focus on his talents and develop him. And, and if you're trying to get younger, sell Ronaldo. And, and the other thing too is focusing and going back to what our DNA was of the national team of bringing in oh. players from the national team. You know, we're we're completely going away from that. But listen, I have no idea. We got to wait till the 18th now to see what the freak he yeah. does, which which is ridiculous. But Let's just go over this, Tom. You have some score lines. Uh, Atalanta smack uh, uh, Calgary uh, 5-2. Uh, 
Uh, Atalanta right now are three and zero. Have thirteen goals for. They probably have probably the same conceded, but listen, who cares? And they're absolutely phenomenal. I thought about this the other day. If I had to pick somebody that I would want to go out to lunch with or out to dinner with, it'd be Papo Gomez all day long. And the reason, <laughs> and the reason being is, if I went out with Bajo or you know Canavaro or whatever it is, I'd be so parallel. I'd be so starstruck that I'd probably faint. Like I, it would, it would be emotional, whatever. Papu is not. He's amazing, and I big fan. But I feel like I can. He's like down to earth, and like you can like. You know what I'm saying? Like, shoot the shit with him. You know what I'm saying? He's like a guy you'd see at a dive bar. Yeah, and you just right off the bat be like, but what a freaking start by this team. And you knew it was going to happen. Here's the scary part, Tommy, and we talked about this, right? They lost to Lecce. They lost. To, they dropped points to these teams in the beginning. They're taking care of business right now. They have the big one against Napoli coming up, yeah. uh, which will kind of show us where everything is because they're going to play a better defensive team and a more structured team with Gattuso. And then obviously having those issues with getting countered because of, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Hadeberg getting forward and, and got, mm-hmm. and, uh, Gosens getting forward. So we'll see how that one goes, but another, uh, just absolute masterclass by Atalanta, uh, Benevento dude. What did I say about Benevento? And did you <laughs> see when they got that goal, man, and they were celebrating, they got on uh, oh, awesome. with Inzaghi awesome. and it was a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, uh, one so Benevento one nil to a Bologna, Fiorentina, and you know we talked about it. Iacchini Ike- uh, is is going to be gone soon, and you know credit to Samp coming and, back. Uh, another one to watch out for. You just mentioned it. Watch out for Di Francesco and Cagliari, man. I don't know, yeah. like auspicious, not really auspicious, a suspicious start. I should yes, say. Yes. Yes. I mean. A team that was mid-table and was pushing Europe at the beginning of the year with, last year. With, with Zanga, dude, we talked about that. Why did they get rid of Zanga? It made no well, sense. Why did they get rid of Maran in yeah. the beginning? He was almost fourth at one yeah. point. But I'm and saying Zanga steadied the ship and stayed there. Yeah, correct. After they right, like it, it was a it was an odd. And then you felt like, all right, they got Godin. Okay, had they gotten Nangalon, you could understand giving them some time. Right. But now it's like. If he loses the next couple games and they're fighting a battle already, that doesn't bode well, man. No. It's going to take them bringing somebody in in January and somebody in in the transfer market. Like, they spent money this summer. Not uber money like some of the other clubs, but money for them, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's it, we'll see what happens with uh, yeah, Yakini and, and, and how, you know, again, Fiorentina's taking a huge hit. <laughs> he just lost their best player. Um, Lazio Inter was a freaking dud. Uh, they played with it was uh, ten against ten by the end of the game. Yeah. Um, uh, Immobile gets a red card and uh, Sensi gets a red card. Correct, Tommy? Yes, Sensi. Right. Um, <clears throat> and again, it was another dud. It, it was I, I. To me, listen, I'm going to be very honest with you, and and I don't know. I haven't talked to Baggio about it. Whatever. This was a lost opportunity for Inter to really make a statement. Get totally agree. You know, get those three points and. And, and really make that statement, but unfortunately didn't. Yeah, because so, re- remember, Tony, Atalanta beat the ever-loving snot out of Lazio a couple weeks ago. And here and here's the thing with Conti needs to understand, and, and, hopefully, and, I, and hopefully he's communicating this, right? Okay? Mm-hmm. Who's the big boys coming up for the, who they're going to be playing next? The Derby comes up, the Milan Derby yeah. coming up, and what's Milan doing right now? Same thing Atalanta's doing, but doing it a little bit more defensively with structure and yeah. uh, not uh, conceding a lot of goals. So they beat Spezia 3-0. Again, listen, it's Spezia, but they're getting the job done. Chonanolu is absolutely phenomenal. This kid is an absolute bona fide star. Theo yeah. Hernandez is one of the best left backs in the city. I argue with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. He's been I mean, phenomenal. It, it, it's it's amazing that now you've got 
a guy who was basically thrown aside at Real Madrid. Correct. And and they're going to be, be looking for a new left back. Oh, by the way, did he start yesterday, Tommy, with France when they played Ukraine? Did you know if they if he started him or not? Uh, Theo Hernandez. Theo decided to play for Spain, no? Oh, is he? I thought he was. I thought he was with France. I don't. His brother's playing for France. Really? Lucas, who played okay. at Bayern? Okay, we got. I, I, I thought. I almost Teo positive. I looked at Spain. Yeah, 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 but we'll, yeah. we'll take a look at that. Teo, and and I know he didn't play for Spain because Reguilón was playing for Spain when I saw a little bit of that game. Here's the thing, though, too. Like, and you think about this like a year ago. Chanonolu, right? Theo Hernandez, and then yep. Liao. These are the guys that make the you know Liao get uh, uh, two goals, right? Yeah. They were they were no, they were like no names, dude. Like these were guys that were like, are these? And it's amazing. Now again, going back to Inter, you just lost that opportunity because again, you dropped two. Okay, are you dropping three against Milan? Because I'm telling you right now, when we do our, who you, I got Milan, I got Milan for that game. I think. I think it's 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 also the same looking at our boy over in England where they got two derbies coming out of the gate and for the first time in a long time you would say Milan and Everton are the favorites in the next in the derbies wouldn't you without question like, without I mean, question like it, it's it's almost like the tide is starting to stem especially in Milan's favor because they've gone so far so quickly um yeah and we're going to talk about we're going to talk about Carlo as well Tommy but Go back, go back to those two teams, right? Mm-hmm. Balance. Mm-hmm. Very good defensively and very mm-hmm. good on the attacking side. Keeping games tight, not getting into a, a realm of what Atalanta do. And again, Atalanta, we can't change what they're doing because it's, it's success. That's the way they want to go about their business, do it. But you looked at what happened with the Champions League and, you know, I think we're, I think we're right tactically of what was wrong yeah. and what was – They're going to live know. and die by the sword. Though, exactly. Right? So, But uh, Parma, Parma, this was a big one too. Parma gets 1-0 over Verona. You know, uh, Juric has got to be frustrated with this one, man, because, you know, Verona's been, you know, looking at that Europa League spot and he's dropping been, he's points. Been keeping them, to, to, to credit, they're in games. And they're in games, but you can't drop points to Parma. You you have to, you got to at least get a, whatever, I get to stay it. in I that level. It. But, um, and here's the other one too, Dami, and this is the big one that uh, we wanted to, I wanted to discuss with you. So Swallow 4-1 over Catrone. Does is this uh, the Zebres uh, last year with Sassuolo and he gets a big gig? The guy's got to get a big gig. He has to. He's phenomenal. The guy's phenomenal. He, I, that's my. I oh, love. So here's my question. I love it about him. I love that. I love the jobs, way he plays. The two jobs I think he would get if he stays in Italy. Right. Let's let's forget the other leagues for now. To me, the the two bigger quote unquote bigger jobs yeah. are Lazio. Yep. And Fiorentina. But is Fiorentina a bigger job right now? I listen. I went. I went this route. I went this route, and they already did something ridiculous. Okay, if Pirlo doesn't pan out, they look at him. That's my opinion. That's my opinion because I think that he goes along the lines of he has that attacking prowess. Right, he wants to be a little bit more pretty in terms of that, but he does have a structure. Um, he has. An absolute two bona fide superstars in uh, in Caputo and Baradi right now. Unbelievable how they've been playing. I love Caputo. I think Caputo is going to get another twenty. Um, it, it, but and he's I, old too, and he's older. Right, he's older. But again, you know, we'll, I think I think he's probably exhausting their potential this year. Okay, but I I, 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 I do pro- I think he probably should leave. It's his. I think it's his last year. Yeah, I think he probably should leave. Right. Um, 
the Lazio one's a cheeky one to watch out for. Yeah. I think. I think that's a cheeky one to watch out for. Don't forget, we wanted Inzaghi, too, to start. I know, but I don't think he's good enough for you. No, he, he, listen, he th- that team completely ran out of gas. It's you know they're gonna. We told about we talked about it. They're gonna struggle to get to Europa. I um, think for me, your next coach is Pep Guardiola or somebody like that. Yeah. Um, I think Lazio or Fiorentina would be the ones to watch out for in this race. Um. Because I think he can exhaust more out of those teams moving forward. I think this Sassuolo team, like, honestly, Berardi should have left two years ago. Yeah. Uh, like, and it just shows you the, like, he's good and he's still 25, 24, you know, something like that, 26. He's got some time left. He could take him to yeah. Lazio or take him to Fiorentina. Yeah. Um, but if they get into Europe, he almost has, he doesn't almost have to stay, but he almost has to stay if he doesn't get a bigger job. Right, right. Unless he goes abroad. Because he's not Italian, right? Who's that? Dizabri? He's French, isn't he? Dizabri? Yeah. No, I think he's oh, he's Italian, no? Who's the French? Uh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Uh, I'm not sure. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, look that one up, man. I don't know. I, that's a good question. No, you're probably right. I was thinking of somebody else. Um, um, they had yeah. a French coach at one point, though, didn't they? Who's that? Sassuolo? Yeah. Uh, well, what's his name was there? He, uh, he, uh, Eusebio. Oh, yeah, no, he no. was there for the. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, everybody's obviously Italian. But uh, so the other one too he's was born in Brescia, by the way. Was he? Uh, the other one too is uh, Roma uh, Udinese. Tommy, I don't know if you watched this game. I watched the whole game. It was a great game. Uh, Pedro, you don't get, you don't you don't you forget that Pedro has an absolute blast. Like he he hit this because he didn't it, score outside the box. It's it the was first time I think I've ever seen him score. Outside it the was box. A, no, but he I saw a couple other ones too. He, he pinged this one and it was a beautiful shot. He gets the goal, but I can tell you right now. Udinese had so many opportunities. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And I got so pissed at Kevin Lasagna, dude, because all I wanted to do was post a picture of Lasagna and say Lasagna scores. He literally, I mean, point blank range. And There's a reason, but that's why he's still there. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. Because he's got pace. He can get in behind. He can stretch right. teams out. He's left-footed. Yeah. Well, like, and and I, I think with them moving forward, they're going to be kind of like a bugaboo team because yeah. – they obviously brought in Roberto Pereira and Delafeu in the last moments of the transfer window. Right. And they kept DePaul, right? Is that yeah. am I accurate in DePaul's saying that? there too, yeah. Yeah, so their front four isn't horrible when you consider those four guys all playing in the same area. Right. Um, so they'll be a pain in the butt for people to play against. But like you said, they had a lot of chances in that game. They probably yeah. should have gotten a draw out of that result. So we'll just go over the table real quick. We got Milan, Atalanta, Sassuolo, Inter, Verona, Benevento, Napoli, Juve with those two asterisks there because they obviously uh, uh, will talk about how that's uh, progressing. Roma, Lazio, Spezia, Sampdoria, Parma, Bologna, Fiorentina, Genoa, um, uh, Calgary, Torino. Torino, mm-hmm. zero points, Tommy. Catrone, Catrone, who's, uh, who's zero? Torino. Oh, yeah, that's right. Torino has zero points. Dude. And what, Bellotti's got, what, five goals? <laughs> yeah. Catrone uh, is uh, zero, and then uh, Udinese zero as well, man. We, I mean, this this table is getting uh, is getting ridiculous, and Torino is obviously the big one. We know that uh, Giampaolo is definitely in the hot seat. He's uh, gone in January, right? Without, Bellotti? without yeah, and no, Bellotti. Bellotti's got to go. He's gonna go for his own career. They can't hold on to him anymore. No, no. And, and again, we talked about Morata, but whatever. And they got, guess what? He's gonna go to a big club, and he's gonna score against Juve. Watch. Watch how it happens. But let's get into that. Um, the Juve-Napoli saga, Tommy. I, I, listen, I'm not going to give you any 
you know, I don't know. I don't know what the news is right now because I just don't want to even look anymore because it's just so aggravating of how this all panned out. This is my take on it. First and foremost, Juve taking the pitch was an absolute freaking disgrace. Okay, you're dealing with a pandemic right now. You don't understand obviously what happened in the country. If you had any kind of compassion to what mm-hmm. happened in the country and what the world is dealing with, you would have simply yeah. said, "Listen, let's just kind of." See what happens and how it pans out. We don't accept the three points. Don't show up as well. Them showing out up was very, very. Um, it, it, it was, it was, it was a disgrace. I was very, very uh, taken back by that. You know, but listen, and Yelly has shown and stated things that you're like, okay, I get that, and see why you went that route. But I'm going to be honest with you, and I said this from the beginning. Something sketchy happened. We both did. We both did. We agreed. Something sketchy happened with Napoli and these tests. I felt like something were Zelensky and it was Zelensky and who else, Tommy? That Elmas. And Elmas. I'm like, are these the scapegoats? Is is something where it's like, all right, these guys got you know tested positive, but we're not going to show you really what kind of happened with these up. I went from the beginning. I thought that that's how it looked uh, to me. Um, but again, I'm not. I'm just playing devil devil's advocate right now. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, what happened? Obviously, they're now doing an investigation where Napoli might get uh, deducted a point. The bottom line is this: okay, every single fan of Napoli, every fan of Juve, got absolutely crushed with this game yep. not happening. It was a disservice to them. Any casual fan that was going to watch, and the a holes out there that was going to watch, and obviously the bet that we had, um, it was all taken back. And the one that gets crapped on the most. From a tactical and from the game's perspective, is Napoli because they missed an opportunity to beat the Giant when they were at their weakest this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I agree with ninety nine percent of what you just said. Yeah. Right, like, and I think I was forced to go to Jones Farm because I couldn't watch the game. Right, like, <laughs> like uh, I went before that, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was there too that day. Yeah, was so funny. Um. And and I sit there and, and I I just can't help but think that both sides are at fault here. Yes. Right. And yes. and I think whether and do I think that there was something maybe done with the test? Possibly. <laughs> Possibly. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say that there was nothing done. Right. But the thing that got me was, and and you this is public knowledge, so I'm not stating anything that isn't known. When Di Laurentiis picks up the phone and he calls Agnelli and he says, listen, we need to postpone the game. The authorities aren't letting us travel. And Agnelli's answer is, to the press, no, that's breaking protocol and we need to act like sportsmen because that's what we do at this club. No. I was like, all right, bro. Like, you're a piece of garbage. Like, I'm sorry. It's, like, you're 100% right. Like, and I'm not saying that he's, I'm not saying that both sides aren't at fault, but for me, he's more at fault. And then his, his press conference after the ghost game where he just kept saying, no, lo so, no, lo so, no, lo so. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Right. You know, you know. Yeah. Okay. And that, and that really bothered me on a level where I'm like, you, you, you really are a piece of garbage. Like yeah. he's not his father. No. It's no. almost like it's almost, and and I and I love this because his father's character is obviously in the movie. You ever seen Ford versus Ferrari? No, no, I haven't seen it. Oh, dude, fantastic! Number yeah, one, yeah, you yeah, see yeah, it, yeah. Right? It's a true story. So they're negotiating. Ford's negotiating to try and buy Ferrari and whatever. And at one point, Enzo Ferrari looks at the guy from Ford and he goes, "Tell him he's Henry Ford the second. 
not <laughs> Henry Ford. <laughs> and like that was the insult, yeah, right? Yeah. And it's almost like that's what I wanted to say. You're not your father. You, you know, like you didn't build this. No. You're screwing it up now. Forever. Yes. Like, yeah. And as a Juve fan, you probably feel the same way. Like, okay, yeah, you're winning a league, whatever. He's, to me, he's ruining their legacy. Like, and I truly believe that. And, and as a fan of the game and as a fan of Italian football, like, it's disgusting. Like, and the comments he made about Atalanta last year and this, like, dude, get your hands out of the cookie jar. Like just, just But you're not at that level. This is the point. You're not why are you talking to Real Madrid and saying we want to start this epic league or whatever it is, or whatever the freak you want to call it? You have not won since freaking ninety-six, dude. Why yeah. are you st- stating these things? The the two Milan clubs have won more recently. Where are you right now with Bayern Munich, Real, and even Liverpool? Where do you stand within those three? You're not close. Are you even the best team in Italy right now? It, 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 this is the and again. And I'm not saying that to be funny. What like. you're 100. And again, I've I've shown my frustration from beginning of how this all the the disrespect that was shown. Because let me tell you something right now. If some shady crap went on and there was no pandemic, then I'm going to sit there and say, okay, well, what, what yeah, are you doing? Dude, you know you know how much I hate during a pandemic. Okay, where you had in uh uh, uh in Lamb in the uh, Lombard Lombardia area. Where they had tanks taking away co- coffins of people that died, okay? And you mm-hmm. go to the level where their region just stated, listen, we don't want to send anybody. Let's be safe. With all due respect, absolutely. We, we respect everything you stated. Let me just well, – let's just figure out kind of what the investigation is. We're not going to put our team out there because out of respect to you, but let's still investigate kind of – if you yeah, said no that, with that. Yeah, no because you went that. from – the professional side of let's just make sure the league is accepting of this, whatever. But from our take, we're not going to put our squad out there. That's yeah. all that needed to be stated. Especially when you know that there's such a mutual respect between the managers. Exactly. Like for me, that was also, the biggest heartbreaker right there. For me, it also shows how little clout Pirlo has. Oh, yeah. What he's going to say. You can't tell me yeah. that, got, that, got, that Reno didn't pick up the phone and go, wait, Andre. Like we, we're yeah. not coming. Like right. they're not letting us come. Right. What do you want me to do? And you know, Andre. And you know, Andre was like, "Respect that." But I, we got to do because what they want to say. There's no doubt in my mind that the two of them had a conversation without question. And without there's no question. doubt in my mind, by the way, that Napoli wanted to play this game. Yes, Gattuso okay. didn't want to play this game. Where they are yeah, right now? Like, come I mean, on. To me, to me, is, again, is there something that went wrong with the test? I don't know. Right. I will not sit here and say that we're saints and we don't right. do anything wrong, right? Because that's 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 ignorant of me. Okay. Right. But I still think more of the blame falls on Juve. Yeah. Listen, I... Uh, I and by the way, you're not wrong about what you're saying about it being better for Juve. But I tell you what, if Napoli keeps getting better, I don't think it'll matter. Yeah. It, and, the, and, w- and how much of an impact, I don't know. But if but if if you're telling me that Bakayoko is now going to be anchoring the midfield and if he comes back to the form he was in at Milan, then... He's gonna just win balls and give them to the guys that can play. Then we could be all right. Like I don't think he's big time, but I think he could be a, a role player for them. Right. I, I, li- listen, it's uh, we, you know, what what is still have to has to come out. There is no points. No points were given. No. So they still have to figure out kind of how they're gonna investigate. I'll tell you right now. But the best route is everybody is it's it's a remake of a game. You know we're gonna replay the game. Yeah, let them play the game. Don't don't. It, if it was to the level of it's needed to deduct a point for Napoli because of whatever it was, it, the protocol is a protocol, bro. At the end of the right. day, 
you went against the protocol, whatever. Um, but bad form on Juve's part. Um, yeah. I'm, embar- I I'm embarrassed. I agree. If, if a point needs to be deducted, take the point. But I also think what needs to be considered, what needs to be considered was, and what was said by the Napoli doctors was, this wasn't us. That the regional, like we would have incriminated ourselves by traveling. It, and, so and, if and that's true, then you can't take a point. And away. guess what? Sport take a back seat when shit like that happens. That's okay. Right. When your region is going in and they want to keep people safe, and don't forget too, okay, you're talking about a region that has agriculture at the highest level, a lot mm-hmm. of farms, okay. My f- father's family's from there. Yeah, you have respect it, okay. Just because it's up north and it's more city-like or whatever, that show respect for all Italians, okay. We got mm-hmm. a big weekend coming up, all right, and we're gonna get into that as well, Tommy, when we're when we end the show. Respect all Italians, man. That's it. You know what I mean? Don't make mm. this about a North and South thing. We all went through we they all went through it together, and mm. that's how it needs to go. Um so we'll end it on that, Tommy. Let's give a big shout out to the man, the legend, okay, the living legend, Mr. Car- uh, Carlo Ancelotti, man. Yeah. What a freaking phenomenal job he's been doing with Everton. Amos Rodriguez and Alan over there. Who's the um the striker there, Tommy, up top? Oh, Calvert Lewin. Cal- who's been a- he's gonna be another star for uh for England as yeah. well. But I just gotta I gotta give him a shout out, man, because he came out and said he goes, Listen, you get the right players, okay? Soccer's an easy football's an easy game. You know what I mean? It's an easy game and you know, the ideas of what we have out there, it's it's simple. But I gotta ask you this, Tommy, and this is a crazy question. Okay, maybe it's not that crazy. If he wins a treble with Everton, mm-hmm. is he the greatest manager of all time? I I think he's I think he is. Can you argue that are you now if he won won the league we can say well Ranieri when well, no disrespect Ranieri won it you know you got a good kind of you know because EPL you can have he would have won it with two different teams in England correct correct so I'm just saying does he if he won a treble put it this, this way if he wins the Champions League a fourth time yeah he's unquestionably the greatest manager of all time with four different teams okay so I so you don't even have to say the treble if he just wins the Champions League he's the greatest. Yeah, and do I think he's going to win the Champions League at Everton? I don't know. Here's what I'm going to say to you. I would say, I would say it's going to take him a little while, and that squad probably won't look the same. This if is he a, does. this is a guy that won the double and got fired from Chelsea, by the way. Okay, um, <laughs> if he wins, I'm going to go with you with that one. I say if he wins the if he wins the league, he's still one of the top five, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, if he won the Champions League, he's the greatest manager of all time. He is yeah, the greatest I mean, manager with, of all time. With all due respect to to everybody, and I mean this wholeheartedly, no disrespect to Zidane at all. But and Allegri's not working. So out of the five, well, sorry, the four best active managers in the world are in England. Yes, yeah, they are. Yeah, and, and no disrespect to Zidane because I think he's fifth. And two and two of them are uh, had some issues this weekend, man. We, I mean, what is going on with these and freaking? Two of, them, two of them, two of them, are in the same but, city. But these, be- right. here, I want to segue to this one too. With what you saw with the score lines, okay, mm-hmm. within the EPL, okay, and these freaking coaches that don't want to adapt. All right, mm-hmm. is these teams are these teams getting figured out? In terms of your with uh, Liverpool with Jurgen and and Pep with Man City, are these teams getting figured out now? And you're going back to 
I'm about to cry what I'm about to say. A defensive structure and a balance and a tactical approach to break these teams down. I'll give you two answers to it, right? Go ahead. So one, did you, Kyle Walker had an interview. And again, I watch all the leagues, so I like to yeah. just hear okay. what guys have to say. Right. Kyle Walker's talking about the Leeds game, right? Right? Back and forth, torrential downpour, all that. And he says, I felt like I was in a five-a-side basketball game. Because we were guarding people everywhere. Yeah. He goes, and you know what? What they did is what we would talk about, do what Poch would talk about doing the city. You're going to outwork them. You're going to make it 10 on 10. You're going to guard your guy, make it 10 on 10, win your individual battle. And you, Poch, Poch what you mean, or you mean Pep? No, no. When when he was at Spurs. Oh, when he, he was said, at That's Spurs. That's what they would do to city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. He says, Poch would tell us the same thing. Make it 10 on 10, win your individual battles, and outwork them. And if you outwork them, you have a chance. You can't outfootball them. Goes, and that's what leads into us. He yeah. goes, and that's what teams are doing to us. Yeah. Right? So they know what's coming. It's up to them to max the intensity and then play football. Right? And, and, and adapt. And adapt. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But when you don't have Aguero and you're not playing your other center forward, and I don't know what – I mean, like, I, whatever he's doing, he's doing. That's on him. Yeah. Um, and you don't have leaders like David Silva – and company anymore makes it a little bit more difficult right and i think leads are a lot better than most people give them credit for right right they've done really well they played city and liverpool in the first four games of the year and they've they've given an honorable accounting of themselves yeah right yep um and they've beaten the other two teams they played right. so um for me i think city's been figured out a little bit and i think that pep's having a hard time reinventing the yeah. squad and freshening it up um, and don't forget, um, his mother died dur- during COVID, yeah. right? Of COVID, so he's probably having a tough time. Oh yeah, dealing with that. Um, and how do you so keep those? In, him, how do you keep those intensity levels up with him? And you're, like Pep, yeah, you can't. And Jurgen, Jurgen, you can't either. And well, for Liverpool, did you see his interview after the game? What a br- And it was a little bit tough on them when they have four goals that were deflected. Yeah. Um, his interview was brilliant. Yeah. So he goes. He said, they're like, what happened? Why'd you give up seven? He goes, oh, we were so busy watching Ted Lasso, we gave up a touchdown. <laughs> and I thought that was absolutely, there you go. like, what a way to just yeah, kill the whole. Yeah, he just is, diffuse it. That was he good. He just diffused it. And then he said, listen, that's football. Like, it, it happens. Like, he goes, four goals, we scored four then. Right. He goes, so we scored six today and lost five. Or, or yeah, four, we, we scored six and lost seven, two, or whatever the hell they lost, right? Like, so... I think those are going to happen. I think I think Liverpool's going to run out of steam come halfway through the year. Yeah, and because look, of their Christmas schedule and 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 everything else. Um, and where's all those uh, where's all those uh, big pundits, man, and everybody that knows how to freaking analyze of all time. analyze it, the greatest defender of all time. Remember, oh, remember when there's big one too, like the analytics, like he hasn't gotten beaten one v one, dude. You what have you been conceding now? And what are you looking like now? There was like, a great stat the other day that. He gave up seven goals from open play the other day, and in in a season once, John Terry only gave up nine the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, that is what a statistic. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, what, crazy but things. I think going, for me, like yeah. going back to the manager thing, like it, it, like yeah. Ancelotti's in the top four still for me. Oh, I think wow. I think what he was doing at Napoli, he wasn't given. No, the time. proper time and, and proper support, really. Right. Because don't forget, at one point, James Rodriguez was a Napoli player. Like, he was coming and it was going to happen, and then Real Madrid pulled the plug. 
So you could have had this. You could have had the same setup right you there. Could have had this, with better, like I mean, I don't want to say, right. but like with a better team around, like you put oh, Hamas front, into that front group, three, but a front three better than that Everton without question. I mean, you he would have had multiple options, and he was trying to create the depth that Gattuso has now. Like he, you could see it because if if Hamas comes in, you would have had Insigne, Lozano, Callejon, Mertens, and Hamas all right. on the team. Right. I mean. That's pretty. That's pretty frightening. So let's. Uh, yeah, so, but we'll, yeah, it's, but, it's, good, but listen, I hope that Everton finish in the top four this yeah, year. Yeah. I don't know if they're quite good enough to do it with the goalkeeping situation. Um, yeah, he's shady, dude. He's. he's I'm sorry. I, I know say that shady, they, brought sketchy. In Rob, they brought in Robin Olsen on loan to yeah. give him some some, and they signed a good young English center back. But I worry for them at the back end because in the midfield going forward, forget about it. They're just as good as anybody. Their midfield three can actually outwork Liverpool's midfield three. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I don't disagree with that. We're going to – so let's go over the uh, fixtures now, Tommy. We'll, we'll give uh, our scoreline. We have time to give our scorelines next week, right, because it's the yeah. it's at the 18th there. So uh, so we got Bologna, Sassuolo, uh, Cotrone, mm-hmm. Juve. Well, how how uh, beneficial that is for Juve to skip Napoli, and now we got Cotrone. Yeah, that's uh, – yeah, We got Atalanta. The big uh, derby, Inter Milan, Napoli, Atalanta, Roma, Benevento, which is an interesting one. Uh, Sampdoria, Lazio, Spezia, Fiorentina, Torino, Calgary, uh, Udinese, Parma, and Verona, Genoa. So those are some uh, – uh, the, the Sampdoria, Lazio one's cheeky, isn't it, it without is Immobile? It is cheeky, without question. And then here's the other big ones uh, for everybody. Italy versus Poland this weekend, Sunday, October 11th. 245 ESPN plus if um if Milik were to break both of his legs would anybody care because <laughs> I would uh, what about well Lee, uh, Lewandowski's playing right yeah I know but Milik scored the other day and I don't know uh, hopefully he breaks both his legs <laughs> um, I didn't, I didn't say that Tommy did he turned down a deadline day deal to Fiorentina because he wants to leave for free next year and go to you guys right so the other one too is a big one too I'll be there uh, Saturday to support the boys in uh the, the, the boys in uh, blue and green. Um, the uh, Hartford Athletic boys are playing St. Louis yeah. FC. Uh, they got a home field advantage for uh, the playoffs. Yeah, they won their division. Awesome. Absolutely. They'll be at Dillon. So that's uh, October 10th, 7 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. I got my four tickets, Tommy, bringing the family. Uh, nice. Here's another one, too. It was interesting. I wanted to get your take on it because you had brought up how you've been watching a lot of South American football lately and, uh, mm-hmm. and it's been exciting. So a big one, too, is for the uh, World Cup qual- qualifiers, Colombia, v- v- Venezuela. And yeah. uh, Venezuela's got uh, two Asidiati uh, players. It's uh, Osorio, and they got uh, Rincon, who's at Torino. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, Colombia has uh, Ospina, uh, Muriel, and uh, Cuadrado. Obviously, we talk, talk about James as well. Uh, the coach for uh, – uh, is it Colombia or is Venezuela's uh, Kiros? Who's Kiros uh, coaching now? Uh, Venezuela. Venezuela. Kerosh, really, yeah. if you guys remember, Kerosh was uh, the assistant coach to uh, Sir Alex for yes. a while. And he was the head coach of Iraq. And he, was he at Port, uh, Portugal for a little bit too or no? He was the assistant, but uh, okay. he was the head coach of Iraq in the World Cup. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was. You're right. Yep. Yep. That's right. But uh, yeah, check that one out. That one's 730. Um, oh, no. Sorry. He's the manager of Colombia. He is, he is Colombia, right? Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I just checked that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's another one, too, that you guys got to uh, stay he, tuned to. He was the assistant at Man United for Fergie. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. With Fergie, yeah, 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 with yeah. Sir Alex, yeah. And he was, don't forget, too, here's a great one. You're going to love this. You, If you remember this, this just show you. 
He was the head coach of the Metro Stars the second year. That's right. First year in existence. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, he uh, was the second coach of the Metro Stars, but it was the first year. That's when uh, Donadoni and Mir- uh, Miola was there. That's correct. Right. Um, so, yeah, that one's this happening this weekend as well, guys. Also, Tommy, before I forget, DeShilio is at Lyon. DeShilio uh, went to Lyon. Right. Okay. Right? So, yeah, uh, you guys didn't need another right back, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, listen, so I'm uh, off to Met Oval, Tommy, this weekend, man. Hopefully I see you there. Uh, my favorite place. My yeah, favorite I'm, place I'm so excited to be there and, uh, you know, see what, see how that goes. And we got a nice little and, friendly uh, there. Say hello to my boys if I can't make it out there and, and take a picture of that skyline, bro. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to take some pictures of the skyline. But listen, everybody be safe out there. The other thing, too, I wanted to say before I leave, and I'm not going to turn this into a political show uh, by any means. I'm just going to show respect to... Uh, what my blood is and the and the people that I know out there and the people that I respect more than anything. And um, that's all the Italian-Americans out there. Uh, we all know what this weekend coming up is going to be and whatever it's called nowadays, all I'm going to say is is the simple part of all the Italian-Americans out there, especially, you know, Tommy's dad who's, you know, served the the, the, the state and uh, the community of Norwalk as a, as a police officer for more than 40 years. My father out there, who's been a you know mechanic and served the uh, public for more than forty years. Uh, if you're walking on anywhere, uh, you know it, all asphalt. If you see walls built, if you see yeah. bridges built, um, you see uh, corporations built, and and how those things were started, there's a very good chance that it's an Italian American uh, uh, construction company that uh, um, that uh, you know helped build those things. So I just want to give a shout out and how much love we have for all the Italian Americans out there, without question. Yeah, 100%. That's a great shout, man. I mean, I think, like you said, you don't want to make it a political thing, but no. like to to disparage one community in for in, in favor of another is not, it's just making you no. what you despise. Right. And I think that's the biggest message for me is you want to show respect and love for everybody and not take one down just to, you don't want to tear one down to build the other up. And I think yeah. that's the biggest message that needs to go out. So, um, Tommy, for, for, you know, a big send off for uh, all the uh, from the a-holes to all the Italian-American communities out there. What we want 100%. you guys to do is on Sunday, get together with family. If you still got your nonnas and your and your nonnos still alive, you know, yeah. make sure you show the love to them. And again, social distance, make sure the masks on and the <laughs> whole thing. But have a big plate of spaghetti and meatballs on us. Uh, we yeah. can't, we can't pay for it obviously, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, go out and, there and, uh, and cherish those moments guys. Cause I don't have mine anymore. Yeah. And that's the same thing. Oh, you know, I, so I just, I just had my grandma and we saw her a couple weeks ago, but it's not the same. Obviously she can't do the same things, but again, to all the Italian Americans out there, we love you guys and, uh, everybody stay safe and we'll see you soon. All right, Tommy, we'll see you l- later, buddy. Ciao everybody. All right, dude. I'll see you later. All right, man. I'm going to try and get out there Sunday. All right, later.